there. Welcome to episode one of the Leading Safely podcast titled An Intro to Leading Safely, where we will look at the key areas of focus required to get leaders on track to effective safety leadership. To start with, let's first clarify what is meant by the term leader. To be a leader, you do not need to have the word lead in your title. Each of you listening to this podcast is in essence a leader. You are all someone who has the ability to influence the safety of others in a positive way. Of course, within organisations, there are formal titles. You might be a HSE professional, an advisor, a coordinator, a supervisor, a manager, or even a director. Your title is not important, but your ability to influence others is what matters, and it is you this podcast is for. We also need to define the word effective in the context of health and safety. Effective is defined by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary as producing a decided, decisive, or desired effect. Let's have a think about that critically though, because determining something is effective based on a desired effect really leaves things open to perception. For example, there are many safety leaders who think being effective is putting a poster on a wall or walking around on site with a clipboard completing a tick and flick checklist or even attending meetings all day long about improving safety. For the sake of this podcast, where I will draw the line is this. Effective means delivering tangible health and safety outcomes. Indicators like reducing the amount of fatalities or personnel injuries. At the end of the day, if you as a leader can go home saying you did everything you could to ensure the people you work with and interact with also go home safely, you have been effective. Let's take it a step further to leading safely. Leading safely isn't just about safely leading a team. Let's face it, anyone can do that. Lead or be a part of a team on site or on a project, record zero incidents or zero lost time injuries, and voila, you can say you led safely. But let's take a deeper look into what it means, moreover, what it takes to lead safely. Leading safely at the essence is about hearts and minds. To lead safely, you need to be able to impact the heart and influence the mind. But how do you do that? There are a number of key areas of focus which assist in creating that impact and influence. They are health and safety culture, leading by example, supporting systems and processes, and the importance of people. Let me give you a quick overview on these key areas of focus and then in the next few episodes, we can take a closer look at what each one really means as well as add into the mix anything else you would like to discuss. Firstly, health and safety culture. A leader in any organisation needs to understand that achieving a positive health and safety culture is fundamental to managing health and safety effectively. At the very core of this topic is recognising that the attitudes and decisions of senior managers are critical in setting the priorities of the organisation. When I first entered the world of health and safety, I was like Bambi and doe-eyed and I got sucked into the whole safety should be a senior manager's number one priority. Now that I'm older and wiser, I understand that safety should not and cannot be a number one priority. In fact, it should not be a priority at all as priorities can be deprioritized. Instead, I believe safety should be BAU, business as usual, an instinctual component of every decision that is made. If you are in senior management, then you need to recognize your impact on the organization. 
if you aren't in senior management, then understand that everything I will ever say to you through this podcast needs to come from the top level down. And that might be a challenge. If this is you and you're dealing with senior managers or executive leaders who lack understanding around health and safety, I will not leave you hanging and I'll provide you with some strategies to overcome this challenge in a little bit more detail in episode two. Leaders also need to know what influences the health and safety culture of their organisation. And this means doing a little bit of research into the organisation's health and safety history. This could mean looking at incident data, trending and analysing, reading hazard reports, cultural surveys, having conversations with frontline employees where you may not like the outcome. Next, when it comes to leading by example. To lead safely, a leader needs to know what they and other leaders do directly influences the health and safety culture of an organisation. To put this area of focus simply is to say, you act in a safe manner and you do not make a decision which puts your own health and safety or the health and safety of others at risk. This also means, as a leader, your behaviour is on display at all times. To demonstrate to others that health and safety is a critical issue that needs to be considered, you need to be seen to be committed to it, meeting about it, talking about it, reporting on it, and providing feedback on it back to the employees within your organisation. Moving on to systems and processes. Systems and processes in place within the organisation need to be of a quality standard that supports the objective of a positive health and safety culture. This includes reporting processes, especially for leading indicators. Leading indicators are the key levers that ultimately make a difference in health and safety performance. There are a few questions here to ask yourself. As a leader, is there a system or process in place for you to be visible in the workplace, complete an observation or some sort of safety chat? Are you provided with adequate time and resources to ensure these systems and processes are quality ones, or are they present purely to meet a quota? Do employees have systems and processes in place for communication and consultation with management and vice versa? Finally, the importance of people. For a leader to lead safely, they need to recognise the importance of every single person who is a part of their organisation. This includes anyone who interacts with the organisation in any shape, way or form, from contractors to subcontractors and even suppliers, regardless of whether their interactions last 10 years, 10 weeks or 10 minutes. The old orange shirt for employees and blue shirt for contractors scenario, where contractors are treated differently, is gone. And if you work for an organisation where it hasn't, it should be. As a leader, you need to understand that every single person plays a role in keeping each other safe. The consultation and communication that occurs with your on-the-books employees should also extend to contractors, suppliers and any other party who interacts with your organisation. As I said earlier, these key areas of focus have a lot of depth and there is so much more to go into than what we did in this episode. So thanks for joining in today on the first episode of the new Leading Safely podcast. Join me next time for our first deep dive into the area of focus of health and safety culture. Until then, enjoy your time and stay safe.